0: The Word of the Lord, according to Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his Son, born of woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. Because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir through God. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. The text for our gospel proclamation comes from the letter to the church in Galatia that I just finished reading to you and serves as the basis of our theme for the first Sunday after Christmas, What's Your Price? In the world of negotiating, people often differ in their opinions about the value of things based on whether they are purchasing said widget or Selling the Widget. I've been confronted by this numerous times at various trade shows that I have attended in the past. Some were more formal, selling only new merchandise that was cleverly laid out and marketed, while others were simple, used items, or homemade crafts. They were definitely cheaper, but it was still difficult to find any real bargains. The sellers just thought the items were worth more than the purchasers thought they were. So I saw a lot of looky-loos and not a lot of merchandise moving. I've also had this experience when negotiating on the purchase of an item I went to someone's house to look at. I went there with a set amount of cash I was willing to dispense with and was always more than prepared to walk away with that cash in my pocket rather than an item I know I paid too much for. When I got to that limit and started to walk away, many times the seller would ask me to split the difference between their final price and my final price. That was the point that I would tell them honestly, this is all the cash I brought. This is the only price I can pay. What's your price? As you can imagine, I love hitting the pawn shops. I've gotten my wife, Marcy, a nice diamond ring. I've picked up a very nice revolver. And I found other things as well. What I've noticed with the pawn shop owners is they never talk price right away. They let you handle the merchandise. They watch your eyes. They have a real sense of your walkaway power so they can get as close to the price as they want to make the maximum amount of money they can. They rarely come down because they usually can sell it. And when they can't, they count on you being willing to pay more because you have no walkaway power. Well, they don't always know me well enough to know that I will walk away every time. Because the cash I have in my pocket is always my final price. There is a simple measure in life that determines the value of anything in the world. Any item, service, anything at all is only worth as much as someone is willing to pay for it. Economics 101. Houses that sit on the market too long, the price goes down. The car that sits in the front yard too long, the price goes down. Items that are still on the card table at the end of the long weekend garage sale are thrown in a bag and sold for pennies on the dollar. It is as true and certain as time itself. If no one is willing to pay the price you want for it, it is either not worth that price or or you simply value it more than the amount of money someone would hand you for it. In the dishonorable sectors of our society, people who use vast sums of money to peddle their influence will often say, every man has a price. What's yours? But what if we meant everyone is worth a price? What is yours? Sports figures are worth millions, and the amount of money they bring their team seems to justify their price. Doctors, lawyers, skilled professionals command hundreds of thousands, which tends to make a bit of a dent in the loans they took out to get those skills. Plumbers, craftsmen, electricians, and tradesmen command tens of thousands, but generally have much less debt so they may have a higher net worth than those who paid more above. If you kidnap a pastor in Haiti, you can probably get him back for four or maybe $500. Ouch. I guess we're not worth that much. Little girls and little boys are sold into eternal slavery in West Africa for as little as $20 to as high as $70 while domestic servants can command a price of almost $350. That's their price. As disgusting as the practice may be, everyone has their price. What's your price? Judas was offered a price for Jesus' life. And he took it for the modern-day equivalent of about $185. Our Savior wasn't even worth as much as the domestic servant in Nigeria or Gabon today to Judas. But Jesus wasn't thinking about how much he was worth in our epistle lesson today. He was thinking about how much we were worth. What's... Your price. You see, in the world's eyes, and quite frankly, the devil's eyes, we weren't worth anything. We were just slaves, orphans, and children running free without the privilege of parentage. We belonged to the devil because we sold ourselves to him for the price of a fable he told us in the Garden of Eden with that promise that we would be like God's. So he owned us for as little as the time it takes the swindler on the street to scam you out of a couple of bucks. Wow, were we cheap. But today's lesson tells us a different tale. Jesus saw his children taken away for nothing and knew the means for our redemption before we were even created. Jesus saw the devil brought down from his lofty heights for defrauding us from God. Jesus saw what it was going to take to purchase us back and he knew the price before we ever had any idea of our worth. Jesus didn't see slaves, orphans, and children without the privilege of parentage. Jesus saw sons and daughters of the Most High. We just didn't know it yet. And until we saw his willingness to pay the price to ransom our lives with his life crucified on the cross, we would never see it either and live in our miserable existence to the delight of the devil forever. $20 to $70 is what some children were sold into slavery for. Sadly, some because their parents died and no one cared for them but the slave traders. Some because they were orphans and easy pickings for overwhelmed social agencies unable to keep track of their whereabouts. But some were snatched from loving parents that would pay their own lives just to save them from the demise of theirs. I don't know how much you think your life is worth right now. Maybe you are depressed beyond imagination because the holidays are over, and they never really make you feel better anyway, and you're wondering if life is even worth living anymore. Maybe you're looking at your goals, and they're so far away you can't imagine ever making it, wondering if you will ever be worth what you want to be. Maybe you're making all the money anyone could ever want to make, but your life sees Empty in spite of the accomplishments. And you're wondering if any of it really matters, after all, after the house, cars, and kids' college is paid for. Maybe you're saying to yourself right now, What am I really worth to anyone, after all that? Maybe you sit alone every night and day and nobody calls. Nobody writes. And the only conclusion you can come up with is, nobody cares. And you ask yourself, what can I possibly be worth? I love pawn shop TV shows. I know. Shocker. So many people come in with things that are worth nothing. Trying to argue they're worth hundreds, if not thousands of dollars over their true value. It's comical and entertaining to watch the massive store security guards escort the argumentative and even rude patrons out of the store. That is almost always the case. And it even got old after a few episodes. I thought to myself, don't these people know this pawn shop is broadcast nationally from their neighborhood? How do they not see where this is going? if they get rude or, God forbid, even violent. So I watched this show for a couple of months and was just about ready to give up on it when a young lady brought some of her late grandma's costume jewelry in. She was hoping to get just enough to pay for a few bills but was not expecting much. She needed every penny. College was expensive. The loans were piling up. And she really didn't want to sell grandma's house, even though it was falling into disrepair. She could not keep up with. As the store owner looked over the jewelry, she realized she had one garnet that was a real stone. So she crawled in a professional gemologist to examine it and determine its true value, thinking it could be over a $1,000. That's something. When the gemologist ran the test with his special machine, he determined that it was worth $50,000 for the single gem, enough to cover her college debt and the repairs on Grandma's house. Now, what surprised me the most was the joy the pawn shop owners had at telling the girl what her Grandma's costume jewelry was really worth. With tears flowing, they celebrated her good fortune with happiness all around. What was thought to be worth nothing was worth thousands and changed her family tree. I hope I'm not the first to tell you this. Christ has always cared and Christ has always known. You are worth everything even the very life of the king of the universe who laid it down to ransom your life with the price of his life in exchange for yours. So what's your price? What's a king worth? Okay, what's a king's king worth? Okay, what's the king of kings worth? Well, that's what you're worth. And to Jesus, you always will be. Amen. Now may that peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus always. Amen.